Hey y'all, it's Felix. Quick PSA, by the time this episode comes up, it'll be like the 5th, so tomorrow is the 6th, November 6th. We just want to urge you guys to go out and vote. It's the general election. If you go down to vote.org, you can find all the information that you need to find your local polling place. So just please go out and vote. Go uh, vote. Bring it back. Uh, This is Felix, age 29. We're going to switch up the intros for this since it's like season two of Tourist House. It's a new season. Let's bring in all good things and new wishes. (laughs) We had to keep it special. You know, spicy. Hope y'all had a good Halloween and everything. Uh, Fun fact about me is I actually met my one of my first childhood friends uh, during Halloween because uh, every year I would dress up as a ninja and I did it for like four years straight. Was it the same costume? Same exact costume. And the thing is, (laughs) we, we didn't have much money growing up. So. For the mask, <laughs> my, my mom would just uh, tie two uh, black T-shirts around the top and bottom part of my uh, of my head. So that was my ninja mask. And the the only thing that we spent the money on was like I think the sword. But anyway, I walked out of my house and I saw there's another ninja, and it was already like after trick or treating was done, and. He pulled out his sword, and I didn't have mine because my brother like hid it from me. So I ran in real quick, yelled at my brother to give like where where's my sword? Where's my sword? And then he's like, all right, fine here. And then he ran back outside, and the kid was still in his stance. <laughs> he never moved. He's and, honorable. He has yeah, to wait for you to get your weapon. Exactly. Uh, and we had like a sword fight, and and it went on for like I don't know, like five minutes or so. And then after that. We we became friends, and we were actually really good friends up until, like, probably high school, and then we kind of drifted apart. But you know the real question. <laughs> What's the question? Who won the fight? Oh, it, we, we ended in a draw. It was ninja honor, even though there's no honor among ninjas. Oh, <laughs> That's so lame, man. <laughs> what, do you, what do you... We were like, oh my god, like, six, seven... I still remember it like it was yesterday, though. Were you actually trying to hit each other with the swords? Or no, were you we trying were going, to just hit swords, yeah, we were right? Really, so you're always crossing. Yeah, yeah. We were going really, really slow. <laughs> just like, but, see, that's the thing, though. You can tell that we were already friends at that point because we didn't want to hurt each other. So we just wanted to do, like, some cool fight. Man, when I was a kid and I fought with lightsabers... <laughs> I always tried to kill, man. Why? I am not That's trying to so... duel or draw. Well, no, I am trying to duel. I'm not trying to practice duel anyone. <laughs> it's it's a fight to the death, you know. Those lightsabers that you kind of like shunk, like you kind of uh, you whip out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> so when I get into Star Wars, I like just go, a quick aside. I got into Star Wars before the prequel trilogy came out, right? Mm-hmm. So it was about ninety. Six or so that I got into Star Wars. I was about seven years old. My really good friend from grade school, shout out. He's probably not listening, but Nick, thanks, buddy. And so growing up, I was like, well, I kind of want to be a Jedi. But they were also the only black character in Star Wars was Lando. Mm-hmm. So when we would play, he'd be like, oh, I'm Luke. I'm like, okay, and I'm Lando's <laughs> son who happens to be Force-sensitive, <laughs> even though Lando's not. But he married a woman who was... 
So that's why, that's how I got my powers. That's how I was force sensitive. So I went to the academy, right? And that's how I like inserted my because I mean, you had to be a Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah. It, well, if you're playing Star Wars as a kid, you got to be a Jedi. I don't know because Han was. I was always akin to Han. He was just cool because he. The biggest thing was the Jedi's, but yet he held his own, you know, just by being, you know, just with a gun, a blaster. I just thought that was super cool. The charming rogue Han. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even Boba Fett. Like, if you weren't a Jedi, you are Boba Fett, <laughs> I feel. See, when you're a kid, he's really cool. But then I think as you get older, you think about what he did. He didn't have a ton of screen time in 5. And in 6, he immediately gets eaten yeah. by the Sarlacc pit <laughs> monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just like, they, like his jet malfunctions and then in, or something like that? Yeah, it's like pit. a Benny Hill sketch. Yeah, it's just like yakety sack should be in the background. Because <laughs> he's like, whoa! And then he falls into the Sarlacc pit. What a dumbass. Uh, all right. Well, hello again, everyone. This is Jim, 29. Mine's not going to be that long. I kind of intruded on Felix's a little bit. I have a confession to make. And this is, if if you don't play video games, this, is, this might not mean anything to you. But my favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy VIII. It's my favorite. It's 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 really not even that close for me, but I never beat it. <laughs> How is it your favorite then? Because I got to the end, and as a kid, I'm like, eh, it's good enough. What? It was too hard, and I and, and I so to this day, I've never beat it. So I looked up the ending, and I was like, okay, yeah, so I know what happens. <laughs> oh, and, you know, and so I kind of you know, hate at myself school, for it. At school, when people ask me what happens at the end, I can I can I can fake it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just had to get Eight? that off my chest. Sorry. Oh, there's so many things wrong with that. <laughs> I know no one likes it. No, you have to like, like draw magic from him. You know, it's kind of weird. I but. definitely I was digging eight because I don't want to hark too much on this because non gamer fans of our show will just be like, I'm never listening to Taurus House ever again. Uh, but the one thing I will give is that even though Squall was just the most boring character ever, even more boring than Cloud. Yeah, he was boring. The gun sword was the coolest mm. thing, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool if you press like R two or R one when you when you can like add a slot that added like some dynamic to turn based combat. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. But that's the only thing I'll give it. Wow, what a big nerd, Felix! <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get rolling. Let, let's let's start the show for anybody who's still listening. All right, yeah, thanks if you're still listening. Let's go. look inside japan's hottest reality show so come on in take off those shoes and let's get started jim i'm super excited to be back and Me too. back on a regular schedule and doing this again with you it feels right it feels like all is right with the world again mm-hmm, definitely so just a quick announcement we are straying away from our three episode format we are only going to be doing an episode at a time due to personal reasons. And also, we wanted to 
take a note from the original intro and just like slow it down a bit and see how much material you can get out of uh, a single episode. We don't regret anything that we did in terms of Boys and Girls in the City, but we found we had some timing issues, and on the editing side, it was there were just some times where I felt pretty overwhelmed. But we feel that we can still provide awesome content, which we will continue to do, and we have a great season to open with. Mm-hmm, definitely. So thank you for your continued support. Yeah, I know a lot of people liked it, um, but also we, we, we want to have some longevity with the show, too. So originally when we did Boys and Girls in the City, it, we were doing three episodes at a time to get to OND faster. So we kind of accelerated it that way. But now we're going to take our time and deliver the quality content that you've come to, that you deserve. So without further ado, let's get rolling. So this season takes place in Karuizawa, which mm-hmm. seems to be a more remote area, a more rural part of Japan. Yeah. It's in the it's northwest of Tokyo. It's in the Nagano prefecture. Even when I was living there, I never really heard of this town either. So, you can tell the trees are beautiful, the leaves, it's it's fall, things oh, are God, changing. It was so scenic. It's nice. It was yeah. It was gorgeous. That just the cinematography from the very beginning, it was so good and that's something we don't talk about a lot but the cinematography for a reality show a netflix reality show is pretty damn good i'm a city guy and i find that the older i get the more i can appreciate those nice more suburban or rural scenes and this totally delivers the nature aspect of it is out in full force and we have a nice backdrop for a beautiful house which we go into, and we see our first housemate, Ami. Mm-hmm. Right, so Ami comes in. It's always so interesting to watch the first person come in because they know there are cameras there, right? They probably see the cameras, the crew's there. <laughs> and, I mean, they can't just whip their phones out and start texting their friend like, OMG, I'm on Terry's house, this is dope. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They, like they have to kind of just sit around and not do a whole lot until people start coming in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And here's here's the thing. With Ami, you, I already got the feeling... Or the impression of her because she had such a stoic demeanor about her, right? So if you think back on the previous seasons like Aloha State or Boys and Girls in the City, the first couple of people that enter the house, they're so like curious and and you know, excited and it's just the you you can see the sense of emotion. Ami <laughs> I didn't really get much of that. She just sat down and was just very stone faced. And I wonder why that is. Is she really a person who goes with the flow, she's very in the moment, or did she truly just not know what to do? And I hope it's the former. <laughs> yeah. Because definitely. to have that zen-like presence there where she knows where she is and it's a reality show that she, of course, wants to be on or else she wouldn't have auditioned, but she's content to let things happen. Yeah. So that's a possibility that that's just how she is. And I'll tell you, if anyone's going to put that to the test, it's going to be the next guy who comes in. <laughs> we get our... Little sweet precious boy, you die. The chef, not chef. Chef college dropout. Look, it's not like he was in automotive school and he thought, oh, I want to focus on being a chef. He's 
debatably enhancing his skills. And if you can get that from two different sources, you learn and then you can apply. Wouldn't you want to keep doing both those things? Wouldn't that make sense? Oh, man. He's, uh... (laughs) (laughs) I think right off the bat also with him, I find it really interesting. I don't know if it's because we're seasoned Terrace House fans now where we get pretty good at reading people right off the bat. But I think this time around with just these first couple people, you can already get a really good sense of these people from them just entering the house and introducing themselves to whoever's there already. Because once they do the nice to meet you, my name is so-and-so, they ask the questions that they sort of have to ask. Mm -hmm. But when I think about boys and girls in the city, I like in that, and I think I mentioned that too in our earlier episodes, it's almost like a, like a department mixer at Mm -hmm. work. Oh, okay. Well, Veronica in sales? Okay, well, great. Like, you act like you give a shit, but you don't give a shit about Veronica. Like, you hope she doesn't die, and that's about it, right? Like, that's the extent that you care about Veronica from sales. When Yudai is talking about how he dropped out of culinary school to focus on being a chef, Ami definitely didn't understand that. And she was like, wait, so you are a chef, but you are not really training? And he's like, yeah, kind of. But I wanted more hands-on experience, and that didn't really register with her because she was like, that doesn't sound too smart. And she's right, because it doesn't sound too smart. It doesn't, and I, I really I really like that she didn't let him off the hook. Because, you know, yeah. when, you, when you first meet somebody, if they say something that's not particularly correct or wrong or something that you may even disagree with, you kind of just go, okay. Yeah, sure, and, and just let it go. But Ami did not. She did not give him an inch. No, she did not. Uh, our precious boy goes on to talk about how his grandmother applied for him for <laughs> yeah. Terrace House, which I don't, I don't understand how that even works, but I don't want to think about it too hard. It was just weird, and I kind of let it sit. There's a lot more that we can talk about for him. That's a drop in the bucket. So they get to know each other a little bit, and then Mizuki 2 comes in, because Mizuki 1 is always, always, always going to be our barista from BGITC in the city. So she comes in, and listen, I say that because of my extreme love for Mizuki 1, but this one, she seemed okay. She's a freelance writer and an interpreter. She lives in Korea. They didn't say which Korea, I assume, the good one, North Korea. South Korea, obviously. Hey, that that thing's over, isn't it? Isn't it supposed to be over? Uh, is it? Yeah, I thought they. I thought it was over. Well, I, th- I thought they're in talks of like finally combining. I think so, but I don't think it happened yet. But <laughs> stay tuned, folks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear it here first on Taurus House when the Koreans the exclusive reunite. Exclusive news, like journalist podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, but she seems okay. I mean, I don't yeah. really have any strong thoughts on her. Did you have anything? I thought she was super cool. Like, that that was my thing with her. Mm. She she had, living on her own and hopping back from between two different countries and writing, I don't think that's an easy thing to do. So, you know, I, I was definitely impressed by that. So she comes in, they talk a little bit, and then we get... The big, big brother, right? The old, old brother, Taka, who is a pro snowboarder. I really like him. I'm not going to lie. I feel like a kinship with him. And 
I just I really like what are he's you putting all your table. chips down on this horse? Yeah, I am. Okay, I am. I think right. I'm betting the farm on Taka. I think he's gonna do cool things. I feel like, of course, we haven't. At least when he comes, there's still one more girl to come. But I think he's gonna be looked at as maybe an older brother figure. Yeah, how guys. old is he? Is he, is he 29? He's 31. 31. We're 29. <laughs> He's 31. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> so we're catching up to him. Don't worry. But he seems cool. He's a snowboarder. You know, it seems like. And he's from pretty close, right? It's, yeah. It's kind of like his local spot. Yeah, he, he, I forgot the name of the town that he's from, but I know it's. Saku. It, yeah, it, it was right next, like, right next to Karizawa. And he said, like, he knows this might as well be his hometown because he came here a lot. But yeah, he seems super cool. Not only because of his age, not mostly because of his age. I think he's yeah. going to be that big, big brother character. But he seems super nice. Uh, pro snowboarder. That's really cool. That's something. That's uh, an occupation that we haven't had yet. Um, but I know he works like part time at a Yakiniku place. I think. Yeah, I think he said during the summer during specifically. During the summer, yeah, yeah. And then he snowboards full-time in the winter, which is pretty cool. And he's also starting his own brand, or he's trying to get his brand out there. Yeah. Probably why he's on the show. But I mean, he has a ton of sponsors, and when he came in, Udai, I mean, he had hearts in his eyes. Remember that? He, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. his hands were to his mouth. Oh, my God, a snowboarder. <laughs> Yeah. I thought maybe he had a little thing for Taka. Um, it could, it, well, it could be. We don't know yet. Yeah. They were definitely bonding over the gear that they were using and left everybody else at the table in the like the dust. And they're like, yeah, you use this brand. I'll use this for my, my glasses. And I'm like, whoa. Like, <laughs> there's other people at this table. I just, I felt the awkwardness like for them. That was secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. That's the best kind, isn't it? Taka, but and then here's here's a, another quick note. Taka did a good job of bringing them back into the conversation directly after. And I'm like, okay, Taka, I see you. He's very aware. Mm-hmm. So after him, we got Tsubasa, who Ooh. is so cool. Oh my god, she plays hockey. She plays ice hockey. She's a local. She She's had the Nike cool up tempos on. I saw. I see you, Tsubasa. I see you. She's good, man. Her fashion sense, it just seems it just seems so casual, but her she makes it her own. I don't know. I I I, I think my chips are going to you know, to her. I, I'm going to bet on bet on her in love and in hockey and whatever she's doing. So definitely. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Maybe I'll throw some chips for you die. But <laughs> <laughs> So to round off our merry band of six house members, we got Harry Potter, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Shion, right? Shion. Um, hey. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's mean. No, I like Harry Potter. Do you? I do. I do. Yeah. What was your favorite I, book? I, oh, <laughs> I was already going to ask me this. Oh, my God. We're going to get, hopefully we don't get any hate mail because, I mean, the end theme of this is going to be Jim is a poser. FF8's my favorite. <laughs> I never beat it. I... Stopped reading Harry Potter. Thirty pages into Prisoner of Azkaban that because was... I was bored. 
but I love the movies. And Goblet of Fire was okay. my favorite movie because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. I love the first two books. I love uh, The Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Felix, I'm a fraud. <laughs> you are a fraud. I need to find it. If anybody wants to be my co-host for Taurus House, let me know because I cannot be associated with a fraud. I don't even like Terrace House. Yeah. Did you even finish like the episode? I've been lying for six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Shion comes in. Um, people are just like, oh my God, he is so hot. He didn't have to say, you know his model, right? Like there's yes. no. Yeah. With <laughs> his artist smock and his bone structure. And of course he gets the million dollar question, right? Mm-hmm. From Taka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you half? And yes, I'm half American. Even though I still think Taka might be the one that the women end up liking, Shion definitely made his presence known, and I think he's maybe going to give him a run for his money. I think he's hot. I think he's, uh, we can agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we got our six, right? We got our six. Please email welcome to Taurus House at gmail.com with your application for the new co-host. See you, losers. Yeah, so yeah, that 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 um that's our that's our six. That's our starting six. Before we get into when they explore the house a little bit, I need to say that in the intro, and we've seen this for in the city, we saw it in, in Aloha State, we see people doing what they claim their occupation is, right? Or what mm-hmm. their listed occupation is. So for example, Ami is in college. So we saw her walking presumably on campus with friends. We see Taka serving Yakiniku. Mizuki is a freelance writer and interpreter, and half of her shots were bikini modeling or, like, underwear modeling. And I'm not criticizing at all, but wouldn't she say, I'm a model? It just seemed like it was kind of strange and out of place. It seems with a lot of people on Terrace House, when they are modeling, sometimes it might not be their main source of income, and maybe that's not what they want to be associated with. She yeah. seemed pretty proud to be a writer, a freelance writer. Mm-hmm. Very proud of her job. So maybe she didn't want that to be her identity. But then, of course, maybe the crew, mm-hmm. the editing crew said, okay, well, you do this too. And even if you didn't say it, we're going to show it because this is what the people want to see, right? There's always that aspect of the narrative that the producers mm-hmm. might want to tell, right? Yeah. Which we've discussed a little bit, especially with our Aloha State Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see if she mentions that at all or if that comes up in any way. Before we move on, I'm glad you brought up the intro. The new intro song for the mm. North American audience. No, 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 no. Cannot do it. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> that is no. That is a hard so, no. There's a very interesting um, tidbit that I want to put out. There was a ex- Google extension, I believe made by Thomas Park was his name. I think you can go to thomaspark.co. It will bring you to the extension website where you can download something called, I think he named it Slow Down X Terrace House. It's an extension that automatically plays the slow, slow down theme for opening new doors every time the intro comes up when you're watching on Netflix. And it even has the beginning, like, you know, the, oh, 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 oh and like, yeah, and like also in the beginning where it has like the fade in. It, it's pretty good. So. For those who miss the slowdown theme. I'm going to need that because this, uh, yeah, this ain't working for me so far. It's only one episode, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm already done with it. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had some big shoes to fill, but did not. Yeah, it, it did. It fell short, but mm-hmm. 
It's okay, you know. You gotta try something new sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so we come back from the intro, as usual, and we get the obligatory, let's tour the house and let's check out all the sweet rooms we have. The house is nice, as Super we nice. have said earlier. The I mean, these houses are just incredible. Oh all the wood stuff is so beautiful. It's so well-crafted and well-done. It's It has like a rustic slash modern feel to it. And I was I was totally like vibing out to it. And then I got immediately jealous that I do not live in a house like that. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not jealous of, though. And, and I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Those top bunk beds are yeah. right up on the ceiling. Yeah, I'm like, there's yeah. no way. Even you die trying to get up there. Like, can't they lower them a little bit? It seems like they could have done something with, like, the design team. Done a little bit better of a job. But I don't... Is bunk beds a thing that they have to have? I know it saves on space, but at least in the girls' room, you did not need a bunk bed. No, you You did not. You could have added just the three beds, you know. I don't know how... Because I haven't watched the first season, um, Boys and Girls, Next Door, right? That's the Mm -hmm. first one. I don't know how that layout is, but I can... Just with the evidence that we have now, you probably have bunk beds. So, yeah, I don't know. The guys' room though, it seems pretty cramped. They might they they only have like one or two camera angles in that room, so they might have had to have done that. Right, that makes more sense. But the girls' room, as you said, it's <laughs> man, you got to either raise the ceiling or lower the beds because you know. And if you're out drinking, you're you're trying to climb up on the top, you'll be bumping your head all. It seems unsafe. Felix, take a letter. I'm writing to the Japan Bureau of Health. <laughs> okay. Let me let me lick my quill. So once they see their respective rooms, we get a greater sense for who they are. So in the girls' room, Ami reveals that she hasn't lived outside of her home, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem too unusual. I mean, she's, what, 20 years old? Yeah. Right? That doesn't seem too crazy, but... The way that she revealed it, it seemed like it was kind of like a big deal. And I kind of thought, eh, not, not really. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know how it is, like, in Japanese culture with people her age. If they have moved out or or if they haven't. I don't know if it's strange. But to, to me, or I guess to us, it doesn't seem that bad. And then in the boys' room, of course, they get right to who's cute, who do you think is cute. And some of them throw Ami around. Taka seems to be into Ami. think Shion says that Mizuki caught his eye. And Yudai also says that Mizuki... He said that it's easy to talk to Ami because of how close they are in age. But he also says that he felt like there was not an age difference between him and Mizuki. And I didn't really know how he got that. Because it seemed like Mizuki was like from the get-go was not taking him too seriously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hey, if that's what he thinks, I don't know. I guess I'll go for it. No one mentioned Tsubasa in that way. The one thing that was said about her was that Shion said, he had kind of a funny line. He said, the land raised that girl. Like, <laughs> Karuizawa yeah, raised yeah. her. And I kind of thought that was a little bit of like, you know, what's he saying? Like, she's this like farm tough girl. Like, yeah, I kind of yeah, got yeah. the sense that, you know, he was like, oh, man, she's just like this country bumpkin. And I was like, hey, man, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. That line definitely struck a chord with me because yeah. I don't know how to take because in translation, it would there might be something lost in translation. I uh, But I don't know anything. I didn't catch it. But 
it seems like a combination of like a statement and then a backhanded insult. Maybe a compliment could be a compliment, but yeah, it's very hard to decipher right off the bat. So they get to know each other a little bit and they all reconvene back in the living room and they say, Hey, we got to eat, right? So let's go to the market. So they joke around and they say, hey, you die, you should cook for us because you're a chef in training kind of sort of. And he's like, no, we should all cook. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Where's your are you really on training? Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> so they get to the market and Taka right away, he fills that big brother role. He's like, oh, we could do this. We might need this or we could decide what kind of stock we need. And you die is like, oh, yeah, uh, we'll have to see uh, what kind of stock. And I don't uh, know. The Lunchables are over here. <laughs> You can get six Lunchables for $5. I can plate them and it'll be like I made it. And the most culinary adjacent thing he does is smells two onions. <laughs> Which was a good shot, yeah. I will say. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do you put, I, Jim, I see, I'm not much of a chef myself, but Jim, I know you. You dabble. I do dabble. Even though you lost that uh, chef's challenge. Oh, that was messed up. That was messed up. All right, pause. Pause. This is what happened. We went to Florida, which we mentioned in our first season. It was myself, my wonderful co-host Felix, and our other friend. We took turns cooking. It wasn't just dinner, right? Because I think someone did... did, Or no, it was because... No, no, uh, our friend did uh, lunch because we went to dinner that night. Yes, yes. So he did lunch. I forget, he made chicken that I was scared of because it was like a little bit underdone. Sorry. Um, it was. You can't mess around with poultry like that. And Felix made very good, very good burgers and spinach. Mm-hmm. I made a beautiful vegetable medley, peppers, broccoli, tuna, seared tuna to perfection, and couscous. And then we had a fair and balanced, my air quotes are going to break my damn fingers off, vote and i lost and it was a shame because one i had to cook more because i cooked for my friend's parents as well and it was that one thing because you guys don't like couscous <laughs> yeah what do you what do you it's, what do you want me to say i just did not like the couscous the skill to sear a piece of tuna like i did it's not easy it's no, not easy okay. to do i'm just but who uh, who won though? That's okay, crazy. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, you did win. You did win. <laughs> so anyway, bringing it back to Tara's house. Yes, let's bring it back. <laughs> Do you smell onions? Um, before I you buy have them? never smelled an onion before. Like buying it, right? Right. Like if I'm at Shoprite and I'm in the produce aisle, I'm not going to smell the onion. I mean, there's not a whole lot. I I think that I smell. It's it's mostly look and feel i think think, for most vegetables yeah no 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 no, same same and i thought that hygienically i don't feel that that was the greatest thing to do especially for someone trying to be a chef like if i were about to buy onions and i see some some dude just smelling them like bringing them up to his nose i'd be like i had to watch where he puts that onion back because i'm not buying that onion or any onions that that onion touches yeah exactly right Like, the whole block is just, you got to toss it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but maybe it means something. And maybe we're just stupid, right? Yeah, maybe we are. They get all the stuff for the hot pot, which is what they decide on. The hot pot seems like a success. 
everyone looks like they're contributing. Yudai gives his sagely chef advice by putting lettuce in cold water, to which Taka immediately says, but when we fry it, it's going to get soft. And Yudai goes, oh yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. So he's, uh... So they eat, it looks pretty good, <laughs> and then they get into the meat of the show, so what's their type? So a lot of them say pretty typical things. Taka and Shion both want someone, want a girl who can laugh and who wants to try new things, and that's, that, that, that's not too unusual, I'd say, for anyone, really. And Ami says this one i did find to be more interesting she talks about how she wants someone who will basically call her out when she's wrong Mm -hmm. which when i thought about it is also not too unusual for some reason when she said it when i first saw it i thought oh that's kind of weird but then i thought about it and that's a really good trait in a partner Mm -hmm. and that's something that i look for too yeah in, in a partner yeah no Definitely. I, I thought watching it at first, I was just like, oh, what do you mean? That's kind of weird. Yeah. But when you sit down and think about it, if you're looking for any type of serious relationship, wouldn't you want somebody to call you call you out on your bullshit whenever you might be going off on the wrong path or something? So I, th- I really liked that answer. I think specifically what made me sort of wince at it at first was the fact that it sounded kind of childish, like... I mess up and I need to be told what to do. But then I realized, wait, that's assuming that only children make mistakes. Adults make mistakes too, Felix. Mm -hmm. The more you know. Mm -hmm. I'm releasing a self-help series of (laughs) cassette tapes, not CDs, not MP3s, cassette tapes. What about (laughs) A-Track? Also A-Track. You can send five easy payments of $19.99 through PayPal to welcome to tourist house at gmail.com <laughs> where felix will probably take all my money um but yeah i don't know nobody's buying it <laughs> uh so then you die chimes in and says uh lines that i never really thought i'd hear anyone say <sighs> he starts by saying i want someone to just take care of me completely which is kind of a bold thing to admit because there are people who are very much like that but to admit it so openly was interesting. But then when he compares himself to a puppy and really, really basks in it, saying, people call me a puppy, and they're pretty much right. It's true. I agree with that. And Mizuki is just not having it. She just, any shot that he may have thought he had with her just totally goes out the window because that's just a bizarre, that's a truly bizarre thing to say. (laughs) With cast members of Taurus House in previous seasons, I'm doing this because that's our experience, right? We we make judgments on these people and what may happen in the future by looking at our past seasons. You and I already kind of shed any kind of mystery to him or or special characteristic or special special character traits off in the first episode. He already is weird. <laughs> And I just don't, I don't, I don't get him at all. And it was interesting for how quickly this came. This is the first episode and he's already revealed like a lot of quirks. And I think it's even more than quirks because when I think about other characters in in the past who have maybe revealed some less than ideal qualities within the first few episodes, for example, like Tap with his pestering of Mizuki 1 or Nachan 
when we learn how she was not shy to say what was on her mind at all, that to me showed their personality, but it was it wasn't their whole personality, meaning I think Tap had a lot of other redeeming qualities. So did Nachan, but Yudai, this seems to be him. Yeah, I mean, yeah everything yeah. that he's said, everything that he's revealed about himself, that, that we know about him, even from this first episode, this is just him. And in a way, as bizarre as I think he is, it's kind of endearing to see someone who is just unapologetic about who he is. And he might not have the social IQ enough to think, well... Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I want to think before I say something like that. He, there's no filter with him that's in really, terms of how childish he actually is. That's really interesting, the social IQ. I, I like that, and I feel like he's just not up to par in that department. <laughs> he's not. He's not. But the fun's on over with him. So before we get to what might be the crown jewel of this episode, when they make the hot pot, it's the five of them because... Tsubasa is at work. She's at the gym, right? Because mm-hmm. she works at the gym that she also works out at. And she also plays ice hockey there, right? I, is it the same gym or is it a different no, place? I have no clue, yeah. Well, either way, she works there. So she comes home and then they ask her what her type is. And maybe unsurprisingly, she says, a sporty guy. And when she said that, I thought, hey, Taka, like Taka yeah, and yeah. Tsubasa might, you know, that that might be cool. And they're, yeah, I mean, so far they're my two favorite characters, so maybe if something happens there, but we'll see. So after dinner, they retreat back to their rooms, and we meet Yudai's best friends and stand-in girlfriends, which is a weird thing to say, his beloved pandas, and um, I'm not making a judgment call about anyone over a certain age who sleeps with stuffed animals, but the way that he was describing them was what I had my issue with. You know he has a backstory for both of them. <laughs> and he has his own backstory like with his relationships with these two pandas. You know he does. I, I, The way that he named them, he cut the tags all very cleanly. <laughs> he, he, he gave... What is it? Yukari-chan and... I, the I think they were trying to name the other one because, oh he, yeah, right, because he for some yeah, reason he, he didn't have a name for the second one because Shion was like, "How about Stephanie?" and I was like, "What, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie?" He doesn't, he doesn't have it. his fanfic's not done. Yeah, for Stephanie. Sayaka, Sayaka yeah. was the other one that yeah. I think Shion had also suggested. Like, I want to preface that I have stuffed animals. I like stuffed animals. I just crane games. I love them. And it's, I like certain ones. They're like cute to me and I have them in our bedroom, but it just seems like he goes the extra mile with these pandas and he can't sleep without them. Right. He said, yes. (laughs) When he mentioned that he talked to them. Yes. For some reason that didn't make any alarms go off. Until he said he speaks to them in his mind. That, to me, is infinitely worse because I'm just like, 
you know, some people like talk to themselves and they may say something out loud. They might curse. They might say, oh, oh, damn, I I missed that shot. Right. You're, you're playing basketball. Oh, I, you know, come on. Like I missed that shot or at work. Oh, I was coding this incorrectly or something like that. But to talk because why not just have a thought to yourself? Right. I think that's what like most people do. I like I mean, that's what you do. That's I think part of being human. You You think. And you have thoughts, right? Like when you think about things, I mean, you are kind of talking to yourself, right? In your head. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird to vocalize because I don't really talk about the process of thinking a whole lot. You know, we're getting a bit too philosophical here, I think. You know? I hope he's okay. <laughs> Just in general, I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, overall, though, I got a pretty good feeling about the house as a mm-hmm. whole. Yudai being a little bit more of a character than anybody else. Here's the thing, though. You know, in our Aloha State special, we were talking about certain people might be acting or going over the top. Yeah. For the sake of exposure or whatever. You got to give it to Yudai. This is just him, right? <laughs> There's no way that he's acting this. To get his right. name out there. It, this just, just seems like it's just him. Right. So uh, we'll give we'll give him that. Yeah. And that's the refreshing thing is that as bizarre as it might be, he just he's very unapologetically himself. And so far, it's only been one episode, but he hasn't done anything, I think, not even too bad, but just bad or like offensive. Crossing I mean, the line he's or a something. weird dude. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of it. And to expand this to the rest of the cast, everyone seems like they're pretty relaxed. Yeah. You know, we talk about, again, people being on the show to get exposure, to promote their brand. And even Shion, who I think is the only one who is only a model, because Ami is a college student and a model. But Shion made what I think was a joke where he said, I joined so the girls could swoon over me, right? Or so they could fall for me. And... That just seemed like a joke to me. That seemed like he was yeah, yeah. fucking around. Like a just... D-bag move or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I hope that's how I, he I meant like, it. I but... like Shion. He's... Yeah. I like everybody. Uh, even even Yudai. <laughs> I, I'm giving him... I'm giving him that because of how... Like you said, he's unapologetically his, himself. And yeah. not many people could do that. <laughs> On a reality TV show. A very popular international reality TV show. I have a good feeling about the house, so uh, hopefully things mesh well and we can get some uh, some romance. Yeah, let's hope for the best, man. All right, and that's the first episode. Oof. All right. Uh, some housework. Please visit welcometotaurushouse.com. That will link you to our Simplecast website. There you can also find our social media, such as our Twitter and Facebook, which I am active on, finally. So... Hooray to me. Now that we're on this next season, please uh, check us out on all your favorite podcasting apps. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict, all, whatever you listen to. And please sub to us if you enjoy our content and want to stay updated. That definitely helps us out. And another way you can help us out is reviewing us on iTunes. I've been begging Please, <laughs> if you enjoy what you're listening to and definitely want to support us, iTunes reviews is the way to go. Um, along with that is word of mouth. 
Terrace House is getting bigger and bigger, like I keep saying. And if you, I feel like our show is a really good medium for people getting into the show. So when you know when we did in the city, which I think we're the only ones to finish in the city, right? Yeah, to do the complete season. So I feel like a lot of people start on that if if they don't have access to uh, Boys and Girls Next Door. So I feel our podcast is a good medium for that. So uh, or even if existing fans of the show, I think uh, they should give us a listen also. Look, I'm not going to lie. If you subscribe and write a review and you send me your address, I will send you my free, free self-help tapes. Again, that's five audio cassettes. So you better have a Walkman. That's a value. That's a value of five payments of $19.99, I think Totally free. Totally free. And everyone wants $99.95 in their pocket. Everyone. And you can choose if you want cassette or a track. Yes, although you have to pay me a hundred extra for the eight track, but it's still worth it's it. Not, it's it's, it's not cheap to be to, to record uh, eight tracks nowadays. So yes, so he's going he's going for that. he's going for like the the hipster vibe. So I'm trying to promote my brand. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That, that, that's a real reason. I'm promoting my brand of self help cassette tapes, not MP3s, not CDs. I'm not on iTunes. I'm not on Spotify. Okay, it's physical. Okay, uh, we're getting down to business here. Uh, yeah, we're getting lost in this like digital age. We need, <laughs> we need something to hold us uh, t- to this physical form to ground so, us. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Jim. Why don't you wrap it up? All right, folks. You've just listened to episode 19 of Tourist House. This kicks off our second season, where we covered episode one of Terrace House, Opening New Doors. Please join us next time for episode 20 of Tourist House, where we will be covering episode two of Terrace House, OND. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And until next time, this is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.